Today we're talking about why people are so scared of the INFJ. You've experienced this in your life, I know you have. You're an INFJ, you've been in situations where you felt like you're getting closer with another person. It doesn't have to be a romantic relationship, it can be you know, a friendship that is just developing, a coworker, a mentor, whatever it may be. And then the person just backs off. You just say one thing that is actually not that, you know, exciting. It's not even something that you find weird. But other people just back off and you start questioning yourself. You ask yourself, okay, did I really say something inappropriate and I didn't recognize it? Why are people so scared? Why are they just blocking me? What is going on? This question can lead INFJs to real depression because it's this constant thought of, okay, I'm misunderstanding something, like something is going on that is out of my control, something I could have not predicted and I cannot explain it to myself. We really get to a place where we really start making ourselves to be the villain of the story, where we start thinking that we are not allowed to do anything wrong, that we always have to make sure that the other person is taken care of, that we're always kind to them, that it's our mistake that we said something that made them you know, pull away, that made them scared, and it's on us, it's our responsibility, and we should have done things differently. And since this is something that so many INFJs struggle with, I really wanna make it a point today to talk about this in detail. So what kind of experiences have we all had? Why is this happening? Are people actually really scared of us? Why are they scared of us? Is it something that we should change or is it something that we should accept? and how we can make the best out of that situation. Because trust me, these experiences can really lead you to a much better life. They show you what to do and what not to do to understand yourself better, the world better, and other people better. Before we get started, I wanna remind you, if you haven't done this so far, to download the poster on the five pillars to an INFJ epic life. And if you wanna take it to the next level, then get the INFJ epic life audio guide and kickstart your INFJ epic life journey today. All the information you find in the links in the description. In the last video, we talked about people getting shocked once the INFJ anger comes out. This is not what today is all about. Today, we're actually talking about you not getting to a place of anger. You actually just expressing one little thing that might be interpreted as, you know, okay, I'm taking care of myself, or I'm protecting myself, or I'm looking out for my own best interests, and the other person having that reaction of, oh, I'm going to back off. Why is this happening? The main reason this is happening is because people actually get a glimpse of who you are that they haven't seen before. And this is happening because we as INFJs are so good at being the projection. And this is something we just have to accept. That it's not just about other people projecting onto us or you know people just living in a dream world and pretending we're somebody else, but to also recognize the role we play in this. What we have to recognize is that we have the capacity to be in other people's movies, right? I always say you have to direct your own movie, you have to be the leading character in your own movie, but we can be the supporting role in other people's movies. And this is one of our biggest qualities, right? It's actually our ability to listen to others, to understand where they're coming from, to experience in a way how they experience life. Like when I was younger, I actually thought we had this perfect grip on this. Uh, the older I get, the more experience I have with this. And you know, since this is my job and I you know, spend most of my time with this, I know actually how inaccurate this is. 
But I also know that we can present an image that makes a lot of people feel like, oh, that person really understands me. And they understand me in a way how nobody else understands me. And we love that. We thrive on that. And it's not even coming out from a place of, okay, I'm doing this in order to manipulate others. We're doing this out of good intentions. We're doing this out of a place, okay, I want to make that person feel seen. I want to show them just, you know, how special they are. Of course, there are reasons for us to do this that aren't all about altruism natural nobody does that that's just not human so of course one of the reasons is if i do this the person will like me therefore you know we can create a bond i can experience life through them there is an excitement when i step into that role but you know consciously it doesn't come from a bad place in most cases right it comes from a positive place we want to make that person feel seen we want to get like a positive vibe going and we love the reaction we get from people once we can put ourselves in that role and this can be a very very beneficial thing in your life it just becomes a problem if it becomes your constant go-to if you don't even have a base of this is who i am and this is what so many INFJs struggle with. And I used to struggle with this a lot. Thankfully, since I've had a lot of practice in this, I don't get in situations like this the way I used to before. I can still step into somebody else's shoes. You know, that's why I do coaching because I can actually put myself in that position and talk to people and understand where they're coming from. But this is a very isolated situation where we both know, okay, I'm the mentor, I'm the coach, the other one is the coachee, right? We are all about that person, like I'm there to support you. But if you meet somebody, you know, in a daily situation, people are not understanding the sacrifices that you're making in that moment. They're not recognizing that you're adapting in order to fit into their world. They're not recognizing that you're doing this in order to make them feel good. All they see is somebody who seems like them, somebody who sees the world similarly like they do, right? Somebody who for the first time shares space with them. That's what they see. And then at some point you show them a part of yourself that doesn't belong in their world. And that part will come out eventually because you are not them. You are not living their life. If you were, you wouldn't be able to actually, you know, be by yourself in a way that is different than their life. Your apartment would look the same way. You would, even before you would have met them, listen to the same music, had the same interests, like all of this. But that's not the case most of the time. What happens is we meet somebody and we emerge ourselves into their world. We understand their music, we understand their taste, their weaknesses, the way they see their life, all of that. Like I can honestly tell you, I'm not even able to do this anymore. Not the way I used to, because I have just made it such a point to have like the space of this is who I am, that I cannot hollow myself out anymore to such an extent. But I know I used to do this and I know most INFJs are still in that space because although I want to help people and I want to make them seen, I'm not going to do this anymore at the expense of who I am, right? But so imagine the scenario. If this is not the case, that you have the exact same interests, tastes, whatever it may be, like that person that you're just meeting, you know, but you're actually developing an appreciation for who they are, then of course there's a difference there. I mean, there's a difference, you know, anyway, but you know what I mean? I'm giving extreme examples here. So at some point that part of you will come out 
And how will that make another person feel? That person will feel betrayed. That person will feel like they have been played. There is an illusion that they have fallen into. And that is what makes people scared of the INFJ. It doesn't have to be much, but it hits people so deeply because they recognize, oh, I thought I met somebody who's just like me. And they recognize that no, it was a person who just pretended to be like me. And that of course makes people afraid. Of course that makes people scared. Of course makes people back off. So instead of wondering how you could have done the situation differently, how you could have avoided all of this, why is this person scared? Why are they backing off? Should you have just kept it to yourself like this one inch of yourself? Recognize that you're expecting something that is just impossible. At some point, your true self will come out and your true self by default is different than the other person. And so the only way to really get out of this vicious cycle that continuously will happen in your life. And we all have experienced this. Like this is not something where you say, okay, I've had one person in my life and this has happened. I can tell you stories from when I was 12. I can tell you stories when I was 16, 21, 25, like, you know, like just memorable situations in my life that have made me question everything that have made me get really into, uh, you know, existential crises because of that, because of situations like this, where I couldn't understand what had happened because I had no bad intentions. And all I did was just express a little bit of myself. How can that be wrong? Is it really that I have to make a choice? that if I want to, you know, be friends with people that I have to hide myself, we have to get to a place where we recognize this is not an option. You cannot do this and you shouldn't expect this of yourself. So what does that mean in the long run? How are we going to change that situation? We're going to change it by recognizing that from now on, you're not going to play a role in somebody else's movie. Whomever you meet, you're going to show who you really are. Easier said than done, right? Don't, uh, don't lose hope just because of this one sentence. It's not like, you know, okay, you know, easier said than done. Okay, just be yourself and then everything's going to be good. We're going to talk about how to do that. But first off, recognize why this is happening. It's happening because we wanna show the other person we understand them and we're part of their world, okay? And then they get freaked out once they see, oh, it was all an illusion. So in order to avoid this, we're not going to pretend anymore that we're part of their world. That doesn't mean we can't make compliments to other people. That doesn't mean that we can't, you know, show them how much we appreciate who they are, but we're not going to put ourselves in the position of, oh, I'm saving the other person. I'm going to be their protector. I'm going to make them feel good. That person is a person just like you. They don't deserve more, you know, attention and more taken care of than you do. Because think about it, there is a superiority complex that comes from this. It's not just, oh, the other person deserves praise and they deserve to be appreciated, but it also comes from a place of, I'm not as weak as other people. Like I'm stronger. I'm going to be the one who saves them, who makes them feel better. Why? Why is it that you feel that that person 
cannot make themselves happy. So you have to neglect yourself in order to make them happy. What makes you feel that you are coming from a place of, okay, I'm going to show them the way. And please don't take this as me saying you're doing something wrong or me judging you because you know, the main person I'm talking to is myself 10 years ago. If I would have listened to this 10 years ago, for example, I don't know if I would have been able to get it. I don't even know that I would have been ready to hear this. But if you hear and if you've listened so far, then you're probably on the edge of saying either, okay, I've actually overcome this and this actually sounds very familiar to things I've gone through a while ago, or it's something like, yeah, I, I see that I'm on the verge of making this happen. I'm making that change because the way I've been going about this as like, you know, the martyr, the person who's going to save others. In the end, it doesn't really get me anywhere. It actually gets me to a place where I feel alone, gets me to a place where I feel underappreciated and it makes me feel just out of place. It doesn't make you feel good. And so we have to change our perception of who we really are and not to look at it from a way of, okay, I need to save that other person. Recognize this. The only person you can save is yourself. You can be somebody who inspires others to save themselves. You can be a guiding hand, but you're not going to be the person who goes into their world and picks them up. That's not happening. People have to actively come to you, ask for your help, have some kind of, you know, the combination of this, let your energy and your power inspire them to be themselves. But if you are neglecting yourself in order to make another person feel good, you might be saying you're great, you know, you're important and whatever it is, but people are not listening to what you're saying. People are looking at what you're doing and what you're doing at that moment is neglecting yourself. So you're actually being an example of how to neglect yourself and not how to cherish yourself. The best thing for every person is to recognize their own gifts, to appreciate them, to, you know, love what they bring to the world. And the best way to inspire others to feel that love for themselves is for you to love yourself. So when you meet somebody new, make it a point to show them this is who I am. This is what I'm about. This is what I like. I'm not making myself smaller in order to let you shine because that is actually not the kindest thing you can do. The kindest thing you can do is to say, yes, I love my life. I love who I am. I express myself as authentically as I possibly can because I want to appreciate life. And I encourage you to do the same. Be yourself, do what makes you happy, and I will make what makes me happy. And that is the best chance for you together to have a healthy relationship where nobody feels like they've been, you know, manipulated or they are completely scared of what you know about them because they've shown you parts of themselves, you know, made themselves vulnerable, and now they see the power that you do have. You're not doing that anymore. That's why so many people are scared of the INFJ because it's never that you just show up and people are scared. It is always that you meet somebody, you have great connection, and then something happens, people get scared, and they run away. We don't want this. 
And this is how you can fix this. And I can tell you from personal experience, once you start taking on that road, you're never going back because you know how much more authentic it feels, how much more secure it feels. There is less of an intensity to it, definitely, but it feels content, it feels peaceful, it feels right. And then less and less people will be scared of you because the people who would be scared of you, they see who you are right from the get-go. And so they stay clear. But when they stay clear, the right people can see you, the right people can find you, you can connect with the right people, and you're not wasting your time on people who are just not meant to be in your life, who don't have the capacity to be around a person who chooses him or herself, right? But that's not on you to decide. It's not on you to make that choice for other people. It's on you to choose yourself. So believe it or not, this whole thing about other people being scared of the INFJ is in the end all about you choosing you. So do it. Remember, if you want some more help how to bring those parts of you out, then check out the poster on the five pillars to an INFJ epic life. And if you want to take it to the next level, get the audio guide. All the information you find in links in the description. And if you want to watch another video now that is in alignment with today's topic, then watch the video why a true INFJ is so intimidating to people.